Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. How are you doing, Rebecca? How's it going? Doing well. How are you, Kara? Oh, good, good. It's been kind of like a crazy, long... Fuck. <laughs> what was that? My bag just like fell off my desk. Fell. I didn't touch it. it just <laughs> fell. Of course, as always. I feel like that sums up the week, though. Yeah. Honestly, it's been such a... <laughs> what a week it's been. Um, I've also had really bad insomnia this week. Dude, same. So, I have been, like, yeah. waking up, like, every hour. I know. Bad. Isn't that bad? Maybe yeah, it's, I wake, like, I, something I fall in the air. Maybe, but I feel... I don't know. I feel like it's also related to my stress. I feel mm. like... I feel like it's... I, or maybe it's just because I get triggered because of the fall, and I'm like, oh, my God, school. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my first fall out of school, and it's really trippy. It's oh, really how does it trippy. feel? I don't know. It's it weird. was really trippy for me. Yeah. Too. I just remember uh, we came into fall and I realized I liked fall. I was like, wait, this is nice without school. <laughs> fall is the best season. It is the best. Well, in my I am, personal I am, opinion. I am, in your personal opinion, I am definitely, but but you're, you're a fall baby. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm a spring baby, so I have to, I, I side with spring. But mm. anyway, um, welcome to the podcast, Imperfect. I'm Kara Bartek. And I'm Rebecca Nisco. We haven't done an intro like that in a while. No, we have not. I kind of missed it. Um, <laughs> the two intros but, in one intro. <laughs> yeah, the two intros in one intro. Um, we're obviously recording this past, uh, after we, we sat down with uh, these these two lovely women who are amazing. Their names are Cindy Chu and Jenna Yu. I know Jenna personally from college, um, so this was a treat for me to get to talk to her about her artistic journey and stuff like that. And through Jenna, we met Cindy. Um, and they are, Cindy is the director of a new short film called Bayard Street, which Jenna is the associate producer on. They came to talk about their film. You should absolutely definitely go check out their fundraiser at seed and spark we'll give the link in our episode description as always and at the end of the description but you should definitely go check it out there are a lot of perks to donating and it is so so important to to uplift filmmakers and artists during this time and this is such a a beautiful story that yeah is it's going to be so amazing and we are so excited to see where it goes so definitely go check out their fundraiser but for now, we really, really hope you enjoy learning about the film and learning about these two magnificent, wonderful women. I'm Cindy. I'm Cindy Chu. I am a filmmaker originally from Queens, New York. I'm now based out in LA. My name is Jenna. I am from around Philly, as we call it. And I am now a New York City based producer and recent actor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So, um, Cindy, could you start by. We always like to start at the beginning, as we like to say. Um, how did you first get into filmmaking and, and what brought you to where you are now, which is about to embark on this pre-production or production journey of a new short film? Yeah, man, like, we have to like roll it back to, I don't know, like another <laughs> 10 years. I originally started in acting and um, mm-hmm. I got my MFA at Actor Studio Drama School over at Pace University. And oh, amazing, yeah. yeah, it's just, uh, I didn't like the, the roles that were out there for Asian Americans and the stories that they yeah. were telling. It just wasn't yeah. authentic to me, especially growing up in mm. New York City. I didn't see anybody, any stories that were, uh, I guess, reflective more of my experiences. And so that's what led me into writing. And my, I'm like, damn, where do we start? I was about to say my first series was Queens, but it, that really wasn't my first writing thing. It was actually um, the feature version of the script that we're uh, producing now. So now mm. it's been retailed to Bayard Street, but that was originally a, a feature script. And that started in... 2016 on a whim I was like fresh out of um, my MFA program and I happened to see that Sundance was um, looking for specifically Asian American stories for their screenwriters program and so no I applied it was like 
freaking, I don't know, 10 minutes before the deadline. My credit card <laughs> wouldn't go through. I was like, fuck, no. And oh, then no. I, I got it's it in. Stressed. But part of me was just like, damn, did I just waste like $40? <laughs> and I, didn't really, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But that ended up going to the second round, and that really pushed me to write the feature wow. version of it. And yeah. it didn't get into the program, but it still um, – it made me have faith that there's legs on the story. And then 2017, I uh, interviewed my dad, who worked at a Chinese restaurant pretty much all his life, ever mm-hmm. since he immigrated here, and mm-hmm. met his friends and also uh, did interviews with them. It was, like, really thorough uh, stuff and did some more research. And then 2019, I also, on a whim, I signed up for this uh, pitching competition called Pitch Royale, and that was judged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were like several rounds. There were like really fancy, <laughs> fancy people judging it. And then the ultimate yeah. round was with Baz Luhrmann and Jason Blum. And, oh, so um, cool, yeah. And another showrunner. I think it was NCIS. Uh, and wow. <laughs> Yeah, and ultimately it was one of the Grand Prize winners. I was like, okay, awesome. There's like, there's hope in this story. And then, yeah, yeah last year, I believe, yeah, 2020, I applied again for the Sundance screenwriters mm-hmm. lab that went to the second round it didn't get in again that's all right and then i end up getting <laughs> grants to shoot the short film version so that um oh. partially funds the production development i would say production and so now we're crowdfunding for the actual um filming yeah which is really excited and i Incredible. took a look at your seat at your seat in spark and i recommend everyone go <laughs> go donate this film's amazing so um, please donate. We'll have more information at the end of the episode, of course. But Absolutely, go donate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I, we we have a lot of different, particularly in film. We've interviewed quite a bunch of um, actors that, that started off in acting and, and and came into film, which I think is really awesome. Especially as a director, it gives you such a great tool set to work with actors, which is I think probably pretty handy. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, was I say, haven't seen Queens, but it looked really great, too. <laughs> I was going to say, even with writing, too, like, I didn't formally take classes, but all the transferable skills from acting helps, yeah. uh, like, move over into that. Yeah, for sure, for mm. sure. Well, I can't wait to ask you a little bit more on that. But before, Jenna, um, you have sort of, I mean, I, I, I know you personally. Very and, non-traditional. <laughs> yeah, but you have a very non-traditional way. So how did you... Um, First of all, let it take us about through your journey, and then maybe both of you can tell us how you uh, met and connected and decided uh, to work on this film together. Yeah. Um, well, I never knew what I wanted to do with my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was at NYU studying psychology, and I was like, why the heck am I studying psychology? Um, <laughs> and then I realized it's just because I liked people, and I liked you know the stories that people would share, and I just wanted to learn more about like human interaction and then of course NYU being NYU I was like well I have to go take class at Tisch um yes <laughs> and so I took a couple of producing classes and um yeah it started from there and I was like wow this is the business I want to be in and so that's why I originally started off wanting to produce and it's been hard just from not having that film school or any like acting conservatory or like art program so it's been interesting but I got my foot in the door through like Tribeca and I just am going to wrap with the Gotham next week so it's been a little bit awesome yeah a bumpy ride um and then I started acting last year because COVID COVID hit and we were all at home and I heard that acting classes were over Zoom and that would make me very comfortable because mm-hmm. I can be quite shy in front of other people. Um, and yeah, so it's been a year since then. So I'm just kind wow. of doing, you know, background acting and such and she such. Says and it so modestly. I don't uh, know. Am I even allowed it, to say where you, where you background <laughs> acted in? Am I allowed to oh, say? Oh, well, yeah, you could say it now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love this story because Jenna and I are in a group chat with a couple other people. And Jenna was like, yeah, I'm like, does anyone know anything about this project called like The Witch or the something? Bad like, witch. <laughs> the Bad Witch. And everyone was like, uh, no idea. Don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, and then you know Jenna got uh, a role as a background, as featured background in this in this show, and we were all like, we wonder what that is. And then, 
<laughs> I mean, Jenna, you can tell the rest of the story. I think you should. You're better at it than I am. Oh, yeah. I was, so I was just the core background. So I was on this show every day. I got there and I'm wearing my like Constance Villard like uniform. And I still have no idea because I don't know. And then all of a sudden I'm filming and I'm like crossing the camera and I see the slate and it says Gossip Girl. And I was like, texted our group chat like, guys. Oh, Oh, I'm core background for Gossip Girl. (laughs) But yeah, it's just, you know, background works, background work. um, Pays pays the bills. (laughs) So they didn't tell you what it was? was They didn't tell me what it was. It's supposed, yeah. I'm sure like everyone else figured out from the uniform. (laughs) But anyways, how I came to work on this with Cindy. um, I Well, for a lot of Asian Americans, there's a lot of Facebook groups and such so that we can work together, you know, diversity. Um, Yeah, and I reached out to somebody and was like, oh, I'm interested in working with you, but they already had a producer. And then she was like, I saw somebody else needed a producer and it was Cindy. And so I reached out and I was like, hey, like, I love your story because I really do. And it's something I've never been so excited to like actually produce something. Um, and that's how I came on. I was just, yeah, scrolling through, reaching out to people. I'm like, anybody need a producer? <laughs> yeah. Aren't those groups amazing, though? You never I know who that. you're going to meet and how mm-hmm. cool that you both made this connection and that you're now working on this together. Yeah, so, so awesome. Like, we met with, uh, yeah. I met with Jenna over Zoom. We just talked and I was just like, yeah, yeah, let's work together. Like, she's so, so <laughs> awesome. It's been working yeah. out. I love that New York, and I think, I, and I, I can't speak for LA because I've, I've only ever, like, visited for a few days, but I, I get the sense in New York that even if you're not, like, able to run into people physically, you still run into each other online. It's so cool. It's, that's, like, so special about New York, at least my feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, for yeah, sure. those face, the Facebook groups are really... Like really awesome, awesome yeah, tool to like yeah, connect yeah. with other people for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's good to make those connections. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about this project that you guys are working on? What is it about? What you know? What inspired it? Mm-hmm. And yeah, just tell our listeners all that they can do to learn more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, go Cindy. Fair <laughs> <laughs> Street. It's set in the 1980s in New York City. Band Asian immigrant couple chasing their American dreams and. Um, working menial jobs while fighting to keep their love alive along the way. And so what inspired it was originally a, a conversation with my dad. So a little bit of background, he worked in Chinese restaurants all his life and he worked really long hours. So I barely, as a child, I barely got to know him. And it wasn't until as an adult, and especially through this uh, script and through interviewing him, like I, I felt like I had a connection with him Um yeah, so like the, the original kernel of it was like all the way back in 2015. My, I went on, I went to dim sum with my dad, and he, I was in the, I was like in the midst of a breakup, and I was pretty sad. Oh. And he just yeah. randomly started telling me how my parents met, and um, so at the time he was a waiter, and he he has a working class background. My mom just immigrated at the time from Taiwan, and her family had more money at the time, and then so he felt he wasn't good enough for her. And then so after the first day, he didn't call her back. And one day he happened to switch days off with another coworker, which never happens. And he was in Chinatown and they ran into each other again. And then he thought it was fate after that. So he, yeah, he hit her up. <laughs> it's all like, that. yeah, that just stuck with me. Like opposites, like what do they have in common? Like, yeah. and also just the, as far as like cinema movies goes, like, it, they're not they don't tell about this aspect that about like Chinese restaurant workers and it's very um, I guess like kids of immigrant a lot of our parents went through that during that time and so um, yeah it was just something that kept kept coming back to me that I really want to yeah. write about yeah I think it's so mm-hmm. special I mean I think you're setting too like 1980s New York that's <laughs> such a crazy yeah. time and it's such a great <laughs> backdrop and I it I love that it's based off of a true story and that you're weaving that truth into your into Bayard Street. And it, that's going to be so exciting. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I'm totally like backseat driving over here. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to see it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like writing a story that you grew up with, you know, your parents' story and listening to that? And what was it like basing the story off of like your real life parents and like that love story? 
was it different? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it was different than some other projects. Yeah, yeah what was it like, like writing about it? If anything, it's only inspired because like I took whatever they said and I just made a, I made a lot of stuff up according to like yeah yeah um, of course like, of course yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I also interviewed my dad's restaurant coworkers and to get a sense mm. of like what what their daily lives were why they came to the mm-hmm. states and weave it into the other characters and um, I also did research on other documentaries uh, I found one that was placed in the 1970s from also in Chinatown but about newer mm. immigrants and it showed like both the men and women what kind of jobs were available at that time and it, it was pretty eye-opening experience and yeah. um, for my mom like she she did go to college in Taiwan but when she came here it just the, the degree doesn't matter like it doesn't translate mm. and so she had to start mm-hmm. over she also worked in a restaurant at first and hated it so she was like very <laughs> open about that experience with me and then um, she went to Chinatown and found classes to get a degree not a degree but like more of a certificate in bookkeeping um, yeah. and then from there she was able to work in the corporate world and even though she doesn't speak English very well like it's her math skills that really put her through and um like to share to write about that perseverance and yeah. I just had to like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know like I it feels like all puzzle pieces and trying to like match it up to what makes a cohesive story and following along like and just visualize it up like as yeah. I'm writing it yeah I can't imagine having to work in a place where I can't speak the language very well and do that seems so difficult. Like my, my heart goes out to here. My dad had to do something similar when we lived in Germany for a while and my dad doesn't speak any German and I don't understand how he did it, but you know, yeah. it's, it's so, it's very, um, it's tough. Yeah. yeah my mom would be yeah. telling me like, um, if like the reception was gone and they, and the phone rings, they want her to answer. She would just get so anxious cause she picks up the phone. She's not really sure what they're saying. And so mm. it's like, Oh God, like, and also, the anxiety of like if you get fired like how to navigate yeah. get another job mm-hmm. and all those things like it's very different from like from my i guess my experience as like a first gen and how it's like oh yeah of course i like i know english and i just easily apply but yeah it's totally right. different experience for them yeah yeah how what was it like adapting a feature length screenplay because you, you mentioned it was a lot much longer story yeah. into the short that you're now working on with jenna what was that like yeah Fortunately, not that hard because I, I was like, Good. okay, what? Talent. I, no, not even. I was just like reading through it. Like what would make sense that has a beginning, middle, end, and um, still can introduce the story and you can visualize what could go on afterwards. So it's the the part that we're shooting is really the opening scenes mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. just kind of trim it down to about like 10 and a half pages from like a 90, yeah, 90 page script. Insane. So like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I, it, it introduces, it shows like what the story is about and it, it, it still captures like the, the American dream, the hardships at the same time. Yeah. So um, it felt fitting. So that wasn't too difficult, fortunately. But it, I think <laughs> it, when we do go into filming, it's going to be the more the logistics of actually capturing that of yeah. like being in a bar, being in a, a Chinese restaurant, like active Chinese restaurant where it's supposed to look yeah. like it's, a late night spot and um, shooting mm. in, in Chinatown. So I think the, it's, a, it's going to be the logistics that's going to be a little tough. <laughs> Jenna's like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can only imagine. What are, what do you feel is like the biggest message and takeaway that you want audiences, you know, going away with after viewing this film? I know you're still, you know, still hasn't been shot yet and, you know, <laughs> you yourself haven't seen it but what what at at its core what is the message you hope to share with the world i hope it just sheds light on how do i say it? like because chinese restaurants like we frequent it we we eat there but we don't think about the lives of the workers and mm-hmm. so because so many parents so many of our parents like have worked there but to i hope it's like an eye-opening experience to what immigrant life was and continues to be and um, as far as like first gen kids like myself, second gens, like I, I hope there's healing and more understanding about our parents' experience. Because I know for me growing up, it felt like a big gap. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so American, all that shit. And then um, now as an adult writing this, I see from their perspective and there's more. I, I can understand the hardships that I didn't have to go through, which 
whatever they went through made my life easier. So I hope this is a healing experience for first gen and second gen kids. Yeah. That's what beautiful. a beautiful tribute too. Yeah. 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 To that generation. Yeah. Yeah, um, my friend who also supported the campaign, like, and she she's Chinese descent, and her mm-hmm. she wrote me a message on the side saying that her parents um, did work in Chinatown too, in restaurants before they moved out to Jersey, and for her it was like getting a glimpse into the past because like you know it it's like a little bit meta, like we yeah. don't actually know, but <laughs> now we're like reliving it in a little bit as if we yeah. are there watching. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's such a um, – you have such a great in to this – not only, like, an impersonal in to the story, but I mean, like, these characters that you've set up, from what I can tell from reading the campaign, is that, like, they feel so true already. And, I you know, you don't even have to read a script to know that there's a lot of, like – there's it's going to be such a heartfelt and, and wonderful story. And I – yeah, I don't know. I'm just like yeah. waxing lyrics to hear. I'm <laughs> excited for this. Project. No, I, I'm I'm so excited to see it. I'm interested in knowing the relationship between you, Jenna, and the director, Cindy. <laughs> like, what's it like working together? And like, you know, what do you both like bring to the project in your? Yeah, now that we have you both here. <laughs> yes, I mean, how exciting to have like you both here. What a privilege! It's so cool. So, can you like, yeah, talk about your relationship and you know what you bring to the project? Yeah, well, our our producer producer is not here today, Michael. She's really busy, but um, so I'm an associate producer. So so far, we're just like you know in our campaign, and so a lot of it's just little technical stuff um social media and things like that um but just fabulous by the way your instagram is so cool oh yeah i'm in the middle of trying to post something and i'm doing the captioning (laughs) which is why i might have have missed your question (laughs) that is true producer energy Um, right there doing like seven thousand things at once (laughs) um but yeah so far it's been really good just planning and discussing all the things we want involved during our campaign like this amazing podcast yeah and just organizing everything and i've been bothering cindy already about like random things like music (laughs) score and i was like wait rebecca can do that um and then i was like wait i'm free and then i would be like where are we filming and it's like oh what do we want for this and that and i was yeah but that's just me pestering. When are the when are things. the production dates? I mean, I don't know if they're set in stone, but when are you hoping to shoot? Uh, we're looking at December now, right? Um, Mid November, maybe early December, because we did push our mm-hmm. campaign launch a little bit. Okay, yeah. So so yeah. not not too far out. You guys are yeah. yeah. It's supposed um, to be um thirty days of campaigning, and then mm-hmm. hopefully I'm like a month, give or take, about pre production, and then yeah. shooting for about three days. Um, yeah, I was always gonna say shout out to Jenna like we we just like I don't know as soon as she came on it's just been like really fast paced um, putting the campaign Aww. together like the meetings it's awesome to to have everyone's input <laughs> on it and it's really a, a collective mm. collective experience of like getting yeah, things yeah. done yeah. And it's, yeah. we're just getting started you know? yeah it's yeah just, it's just it's, the beginning it's yeah. just the beginning so I was like there's not much but it'll pick up really soon. <laughs> and can I say, your campaign is really, really, like, really beautiful. Like, there are, for our listeners, you definitely should go check it out. There are a lot of perks to donating um, as well. So you can learn more about the project and, you know, mm-hmm. donate if you can. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I think our campaign right now just has, like, I feel like a lot of our supporters right now are people like me and Cindy where we're like first gen second gen Asian Americans who are like this story needs to be told because I think it's all of our parents stories and I think that's what makes it so beautiful this campaign Mm -hmm. that it it just has a real story to tell and so it's growing fast but I think right now the target is to um, definitely engage more of the non-Asian community I think Mm -hmm. it's from what I feel like like looking at the numbers every day um (laughs) that it's just a lot of just really good support from the asian community and i hope that more people can support us um because that is the goal to like get this story out to everybody and not just our own community because we know our own stories very well and sure yeah you know yeah but we're trying to 
Honestly, a side note. Funny how you say that. So the two, the, I guess the financial amount of it, the people who mm. drop the most, they're actually not Asian, which was like mm. shocking. Oh. So one is a, a white guy from. Chats. His name is Eric. He's the best. He's a white guy that was in my writers group, and he just has. He's another writer. He's just a huge supporter and believes in the work. Yeah. And then my other friend, who's she, she happens to be black, and she is also a writer. And mm. just mm-hmm. like you were saying, she really felt like it was a beautiful story and wanted to be a part of it. So it's like, yeah, people seeing people's generosity has been like the biggest mm-hmm. emotional roller coaster. For me, because some people just donated mm-hmm. who haven't spoken in years, maybe like junior high school and things wow. like that. I'm just like, yeah, wow. like are you? Sh- what? Wow. It tends That's to awesome. be those people who donate. It's very interesting when yeah. I've been like reaching out about donating. It's usually those far acquaintances that are like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, I want to pitch in. And then for some reason, the close friends, not the best friends, are the ones who don't contribute yeah. mm. <laughs> it's very interesting they're like i That's know what your what bar tab is like <laughs> they're like you've been producing so many things i can't contribute yeah. to every single one of them but mm. when you reach out to somebody who you know is a little further away and then mm. yeah that's just the I've power noticed. the power of storytelling and the power of mm-hmm. filmmaking you never know like to whom your story is going to reach what pocket yeah. of the the world and that that's amazing that people already before seeing anything feel so touched by this story and feel that they can connect to it so Rebecca, it best of luck with of... the rest of your campaign yeah <laughs> for sure it reminds me we had a couple weeks ago we had a friend of mine kyle dubiel on and um he when he was like 13 made a movie that didn't he wasn't really able to finish it he kind of uses it as his like best failure kind of story but he was able because he got people to donate to him then from his town he thanked them all when his thesis film was complete and i thought that was such a touching story because it's the same kind of group of people you're just talking about um Mm -hmm. but this kind of this leads me to one of my questions that i had which um i'm not trying to be like a like a like a professor when i ask this question or like a hard like being really hard on you but i mean to me it's clear why this should be a film but i wanted to pose that to you why do you feel like a film a short film is the best way at this moment to tell this story to be honest, uh, it's because I got a grant and it was on a whim. <laughs> Otherwise, it takes a lot of fucking effort <laughs> that I wasn't. No, but I love that answer. Uh, yeah, I yeah. wasn't planning on doing. And so, uh, to be very candid, if I don't do it, they will take the grant back, and it's gonna look very poorly <laughs> on me. So, yeah. So like, all right, I'm gonna get this shit done no matter what. And also, if anything, just how the industry works too. Um, mm. uh, I could work with my managers on this. Like, um, once it's done, it could be a proof of concept, and then from there, it'll be more better sell, I guess, to other production companies yeah, about sure, making sure. it into a full-on mm-hmm. film, so they actually see my vision and see that I can execute mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's always better to have something to show yeah, rather than yeah. tell. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people try to sell themselves with the various kinds of like lookbooks and scripts that they have. And people are like, wait, do you have anything you finished? Is there anything mm-hmm. that's produced? And so yeah. also, I think it's, yeah. it's a wonderful start. I've been working mm-hmm. on it for years. Like, I, I do want to make it into a feature. And this opportunity yeah. just happens to open up. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to take it, run with it, mm-hmm. and make it happen. Yeah, I think yeah. that's... I love that answer because it's, it's, I'm not looking for some like, like, and I'm not looking for like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> my, I, I just think that's so great because I think it, sh- it kind of demystifies the process a little bit around, especially around like filmmakers. I think there's like this high barrier of entry sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I think about Jenna's, your origin, like I didn't, my friend was going to film school in London. She was a year older than me. And I thought, oh, you can go to film school? Like, it, w- it had not even, mm. like, occurred to me. And that's the whole reason I applied. So it, I think it, it, it's so nice to hear answers like that. And I think it's mm. awesome. I think a grant can be so motivating. And they're out there, which is wonderful. Yeah. And, yeah. like, just as far as, like, making things happen for ourselves, like, the – I was very nervous about launching the campaign because Seed and Spark, uh, they, they do try to help you along. They're like – you need to email 2,000 people. You need to know 2,000 people. And I'm like, 
How am I gonna? I don't know these many people. I mean, I do, but I don't. Know, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, yeah. how many people are gonna come through? But just seeing the community come in is really it's inspiring to me too. So it it shows that you're not alone, even though you're the person mm-hmm. executing it. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a story about like um, immigrants in the U.S. is probably applies to a lot of people and they can probably relate from all various different kinds of backgrounds mm. and i think that that's yeah yeah so what i'm sharing right now Woo! exactly what i said <laughs> um it's, yeah yeah that's it's totally that's the reason why i wanted to work with cindy because i'm not a writer and this is something i say all the time i'm not a writer and so i'm just waiting for someone else to write something because i can't do it <laughs> um, like I've written so many essays um, like my early years at NYU because of liberal studies they had to make us write so much um, but I've done a lot I did a I lot of um, writing about my grandpa and his story because he also had like cancer at the time so it was just like co-lined um, and then for one class it was the class is George's class shout out oh, to George. George shout out to George um, Baroud I don't yeah. know if I'll ever hear this <laughs> Yeah, George. This, George started everything. Um, in a lot of that, ways, he did. I, yeah, in a lot we, of ways, he did. We had a project where we had to basically go somewhere and document, mm. and so oh. I took that as an opportunity to like go to Flushing and interview mm. like immigrants and people working there, and literally use my mom as a translator. And um, yeah, and it's there are so so many stories, and you don't see many so good writers. Many. And Cindy's an amazing writer. And so I was oh. like, I have to work with her. Otherwise, I'm missing this whole opportunity because I'm too lazy to write it. <laughs> and it's from the perspective, I love that it's from the perspective of, like, not from the perspective of, but that you as the daughter have written this and you're telling it from this new generational perspective, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really love that. And yeah, I, I'm immigrant stories really resonate with me as well my I'm a second generation of Italian immigrants and seeing the sacrifice that my grandfather's made my grandmother made you know when they came over here it just yeah these these stories are so beautiful and they need to be told and yeah I never get sick of them (laughs) I love it (laughs) I love it I love it I love it so yeah I I cannot wait to see yeah I was gonna say it just ultimately is the DNA of like America no matter like yeah. it is, the no matter how they try to like <laughs> swing it right. it's made of immigrants mm-hmm. yeah yeah and especially most of like the a lot of the people who, who are advocating for change and for the improvement of this country are all people that have some kind of more recent immigrate immigrant background i find um um not necessarily i mean not not every community there's some communities have been here a long time um who then were enslaved, <laughs> obviously the black and African American community, but I think that it, yeah. I'm gonna pivot a little bit, but what is your favorite aspects of uh, the filmmaking process? Uh, I like. <laughs> <laughs> I love your smile just feeling bigger. <laughs> I just smiled and looked straight at Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like. I'm not sure because most of the time I, I'm writing, so um, being on set is pretty cool. Once you have all the logistics, that like the logis- pre-production logistic is pre- is really tough and just praying that we can execute it um, mm. as smoothly as possible. But being on set is really nice, like the camaraderie we all have and getting to know each other. Because, um, yeah, on my last set, I got really close to my cast and crew and just mm-hmm. being there from beginning to end and... Um, also, doing indie style, we're always like running and, and gunning it, and like yeah, just, that part that part is pretty fun. How do you feel like Queens the series helped you prepare for this? Was there something that you learned that you know that you're going to carry through to this production? Yes, a hundred percent. Because we also crowdfunded then too, and even then, this experience from then and now is turning a little bit different. It's turning totally different, and um. Mm-hmm. If anything, it gives me faith that because I did that and I have that experience, I can handle this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, universe doesn't give you things that you can't handle. It's gonna be hard, but you can do it. And also, like bringing those series like from beginning to end, even all the way through marketing and premiering and all that stuff, like um, 
it just yeah it helps me know that I can I can execute yeah yeah well I know when when Kara asked you know why is this, this story a film and you said you know because of a grant to be honest and you know love that answer I, but because it is a film you know you so many collaborations get to stem from this project and you get to connect with so many people in creating it so what are what collaborations are you most looking forward to on this project for both of you for Jenna and for Cindy and um yeah um uh to be frank this so this is actually my first time directing so working with the DP and the light because lighting is super important this Mm. one too so it'll be Mm. interesting to see interesting to see how we um make it happen to get the right look of the 80s and also like the toned colors I'm Mm. trying to go for uh yeah yeah. I'm like in my head because like this is way more intricate than my other series because I'm thinking about like the active kitchen so to make it look right and make it look real um as if we're experiencing there right there in the restaurant um i'm not sure how we're gonna fully execute it but uh that that we'll right there we'll is gonna it. be what i look forward to I, have full faith. I love jenna in the corner we'll do it we'll do it it's like yeah, I, no no no, no, no. it's gonna happen <laughs> we'll make it will it happen. yeah i'm i'm looking forward to just working with all the different kinds of people like even just looking on social media there's so many organizations and everyone we can work with to like really bring this to life as I said it relates to so many people so Mm. we're already seeing people who want to work with us and fabulous yeah have any organizations like reached out to you guys organizations no but people yes (laughs) people yes awesome Mm Yeah. So Do you have a how how um like locked is your team about at this point knowing that you still have all the way through the middle of November like you still have a good amount of time left. Uh, it's still pretty open right now. Like we have mm-hmm. kind of yeah. feelers. I I, I spoke with the editor earlier this week who's gonna come on. Oh, it, but nothing's really set in stone because I it just it becomes yeah. way too much, especially with the of course, crowdfund yeah. coming um still mm-hmm. ongoing for like the next what 20 20 something days so yeah um, just handling that is really a lot of work so but we try to keep in our peripherals of who who else we could work with but with because i already did my series queens too so i have people in mind that um that i already know are do great work and could jump on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm yeah yeah i'm always nosy i always like to know where people are at at certain (laughs) points because it's good to just like you know because there's no one way or a right way to make a movie and it's like great Mm -hmm. to we're a team of five right now so Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Five yeah, that's is great. my favorite number in addition to five. <laughs> five. Five is a strong number. I feel like it's, like, really well balanced out. You know, you got, like, the middle. I, I could mm. talk about how I, how much I like five for a really long time. I, I'm, <laughs> but, yeah. Rebecca comes from a family of five. Uh, me too. <laughs> I have a family of five as well. There you go. Way yeah. to go, yeah. No, um, yeah, I was amazing. wondering about COVID. So, you know, we live in these times um right now and uh how and film was really impacted i think in a very severe way because it it, it's so much of it is interacting with people every given day even if you're doing office work um compared to other projects you've worked in the past how has covid like affected at least the process of where this film is at right now if that makes sense that kind of question yeah for now Nothing yet, just because we're not in production. I'm sure once we get right. once we get there, we're gonna have uh, a lot more precautions and right, um, right, right. People have to stick with their pods, and we have a like COVID compliance mm-hmm. officer and all those tools mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm, masks and all those mm-hmm. things to um, keep everybody safe. Yeah, but yeah. as far as like right now, because it's so early on, like not. Um, I don't feel like we've been affected yet. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like your idea was so long in the making. It, it wasn't like you were trying to do this project, right? I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know. You, you, you weren't launching this project before 2020. You kind of arrived at the short film component of it. I mean, later on in 2021. Yeah, like because yeah. even before this, I was more. I was pitching it, and um, it was. I was in a, another fellowship, and mm-hmm. just looking for other avenues to make it happen. But it was so early on. It was just like lookbook and pitching it to production companies got it, so got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so now because we will be going to production that's that'll 
probably be where it gets affected. Yeah, right. Mostly with the. Do you do you have any advice to give to those who mm-hmm. have, you know, similar similar situations, or they've had these stories and these ideas, and they want to tell them, but maybe they don't know where to get started in terms of applying to grants or reaching out to people or you know fundraising. Like, what would you say to them? Uh, have a really tight story like that. That's a hundred percent number one tight story. Make sure it's like really solid. And then, um, as far as grants go, look at because I I was in New York City, so the grant the grant that I got was specifically for Queens residents. So that's the mm-hmm. one I mm-hmm. went for. Um, awesome. Also, if you're uh, whatever descent you're in, I also got another grant that's specifically for Asian Americans. So mm-hmm. apply to those like whatever background that you're in. Um, yeah, uh, fundraising wise, I'm trying to think because like I pretty much started from scratch too. After I got the grant, I was like, "Crap, how am I gonna execute this all the way to short film?" <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. somehow happening, I feel like if nothing else, it's really the commitment. Is once I committed, mm-hmm. then I put out the word to find producers. And Michael, who was our main producer, came on board. Jenna came through, and and then right after that, the week of last week of August, I also um, when we when we knew we were gonna do a crowdfund. I reached out to other friends who may know a videographer to help me shoot. And so he, we did it one day. It took a couple of weeks to like edit it, get it refined and fine tuned. And then um, from there, I think like the hardest part is really just, it's not so much the logistic. It's so, so much the mental attitude of like, Oh, can I do mm-hmm. this? Seeing everything as an obstacle, but more like once I really committed and like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then thing, things have been falling into line um, from there. Yeah. Wow. That that's I what that. I love about about indie films is that mm. you're starting it from the ground up and there's so much passion and you're starting from scratch and you're building it and it it's just amazing to have that attitude throughout the whole process and even though there's highs and lows you're it's your it's your passion it's your story and it's your love for what you do that's driving you to see it through and I think it, there's just something really like humbling about that and mm-hmm. yeah I think that's great yeah so. definitely I was gonna say also like going back to whole Facebook groups like if you feel like you know no one I was starting from scratch too and I just put it out into the the Facebook groups that I used the last time for Queens to to find people and then that's how uh I funny enough so Michael and I actually worked together in another production company that I had just left to do this, and then she hit me up that she oh saw my, my post. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, Michael, <laughs> you again. So that ended up working out, and um, yeah, just joining Facebook groups of community. The one I was in is NYC Women Filmmakers. So like, whatever background mm-hmm. that you're in, mm-hmm. post that there, and then people. I feel like the right people will come through. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I love how open you are about like starting from nothing. I, I think it just, like I said earlier, like really demystifies a lot of it. And it, it's such a, it's such a great way. And I and thank you guys so much for Jenna. Thank you for reaching out and wanting to like come on <laughs> yeah. our show. Like we're super excited to be mm-hmm. helping you at least in this avenue. And yeah, please mm-hmm. keep us updated. Cause we will share everything. Yeah. We are, Seriously. We're, yeah. we're here mm-hmm. to build like a bigger imperfect family. So like, mm-hmm. Yeah, these are the collaborations yeah. that I was talking about. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, women supporting women, you know. Yes. yes. And, and not like a backhand, that. like bitchy way. Sorry, I have to say. That. <laughs> <laughs> and no. like a all, uplifting. Yeah. All positive, uplifting, all positive right. vibes over here. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I know you already spoke so much about how amazing this film is, and you know how amazing the story is. But if you could pitch it to our to our listeners why should yeah. people donate to your campaign and then, they can, and then you can do a nice little loop lead in into where they can donate if they are yes. interested yes it's story though the story is like personal to me it really hits home for other like we were saying like first giant kids and children immigrants maybe people who are immigrants that can relate to the story and that also on a larger level care about um stories mm-hmm. from asian americans people of color women of color this is a whole collaborative effort diverse yeah diverse team mm-hmm. um and we're we're gonna make it happen so it's it would be even better if people joined in yeah. and and yeah. like we were saying the whole the indie filmmaking like you're literally seeing it from the ground up right now and 
I'm telling you the truth. I'm like, I only did this because I got a grant. So it's like, okay, the honest thing, you're seeing how it builds up to now where crowdfund 20 something percent within the first week. Like, what the fuck? That shocked me. <laughs> so it's like, you're, mm-hmm. join us on the journey. If nothing else, like, join us on the journey. Because it costs nothing to join Seed and Spark and just follow the campaign, mm-hmm. which I know is also mm-hmm. helpful specifically for Seed and Spark um, campaigns, just giving them that boost. I mean, that's a free way to. If you feel like you're stopping. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, and it's also just, pretty easy. Yeah, sharing it on social media, getting the word out. Like, all those things are really important. Amplifying, boosting it. Um, yeah. And you can find it. Uh, our link is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Bayard Street Crowdfund. Amazing. We'll link it below. We'll also post it on our Instagram. So there'll be lots of different ways to find it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like coming out of COVID or like mm-hmm. still in COVID, how much more important this story has become um just like with the beginning of the pandemic and how you know i mean it still is like very Mm -hmm. lots of hate and crazy things happening and you know just yeah supporting asian americans chinatown and yeah because you know we love our food so why you know (laughs) Yeah, I agree. We gotta keep it going. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Not to get depressing, but... No, it's no, true. But not depre- it's not... Yeah. It's an important yeah. message. Mm-hmm. And Hard, an unfortunate yeah. truth of what the pandemic has brought to light. Um, mm-hmm. So... And we um, certainly need mm-hmm. more films like this. Like, understatement of the century, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, the historic aspect of this movie is important. You know, history is important. Um, <laughs> my dad reasons. also came into New York City in the 80s as well so it's oh, oh there my gosh. Gosh. yeah a lot yeah yeah, yeah. Like the main time mm-hmm. a lot of us mm-hmm. yeah. so <laughs> I'm just saying go support like we said you can give him a follow if you can't donate but every dollar counts I can't as a producer who's done indie stuff before and I'm about yeah. to launch on this again like every dollar seriously counts it might not seem like a lot to you but I just did the math if 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 a meal for one person is ten dollars. That's ten percent for one meal on one day, and it, it it really means a lot um, for the amazing creatives that are coming in and making this project. Not just Cindy and Jenna, but everyone who's working on that project. So um, I'm gonna get mm-hmm. off my soapbox now. But films are important. Indie films are important. Um, short films are so so important. Not just to express messages but also f- to help the careers of important and amazing women like cindy and jenna so please <laughs> um okay anyway is, is there anything else that was lovely yeah, that was, that was sorry like, i really appreciate save the arts yeah. um by the way the audience should know that we are about to be on a strike soon so yeah yes, yes. right yeah yeah. We don't need to talk about it, but be aware that that's the time that this is happening. But it, <laughs> we talked about this with, with um, Stephanie Zhang, too, who mm. is an incredible makeup artist based in um, New York and New Jersey. And um, she made such a good point, which was during the beginning of the pandemic, when we had nothing to do, what did you turn to? TV shows, movies, books, mm-hmm. art. And we need to live, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she also said something really great is that people only want to support you when they, in their mind, they think you are worthy of that support. And Mm -hmm. more people started supporting artists from the get go and supporting those communities. Um, Mm -hmm. Life would be so much better. So thanks, Stephanie Zhang. (laughs) We're huge fans. We love episode 13 of the podcast, Imperfect. Quote that. Um, yeah are there any last things you'd like to add I thank you both so much for coming thank on thank you yeah no, thank you for having us I'm really like I was really excited to be here shout out to Jenna for hooking it up shout out to Jenna yeah. <laughs> we no, love Jenna sh- shout out to Kara and Rebecca for having an amazing podcast uh, shout out to everyone <laughs> yeah shout out to the whole world to the whole world yeah before we um, let you guys go, I mean, you're welcome to stay on for as long as you are. I know our hour is coming to an end, but um, if you could sign off by saying your name again and also where we can find you on social media. 
slash website or whatever. I am Cindy Chu. You can find me at at ITS Cindy Chu. It's Cindy Chu. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. At it's Cindy Chu. <laughs> I'm Jenna Yu, and you can find me at Jenna Yu with an extra U at the end of it. Be sure to give them a follow and also check out their campaign, which you can also follow them on Instagram. Do you guys mind sharing your Instagram as well? Yeah, it's at Bayard ST Film. So it's Bayard Street Film, but F with the ST. Bayard ST yeah. Film. Okay, yes. And we'll link it everything. And also, um, when we drop this um, episode, you can go to our, to our Instagram and you'll find it there. You'll find all that information there as well as in the description notes. Um, including the campaign. So I won't get another soapbox about the campaign, but go donate <laughs> or go follow. <laughs> um, films are important. Short films yeah. are important. <laughs> That's the summary of it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cindy and Jenna, for coming on the show. It was such a delight to talk to you and what an awesome conversation. Thank you so much. We're really excited for Bayard Street Film to go live. And if you have any questions for Cindy and Jenna, definitely give them a follow on their social media accounts. Uh, you can follow Cindy at It's Cindy Chu, all one word. And Jenna is Jenna Yu with an extra U at the end. Y-O-U-U. And if you're interested in learning more about their film, you can definitely go give them a follow on their Instagram at Bayard Street Film, B-A-Y-A-R-D-S-T Film. And check out the bit.ly in the description for their Stephen Spark crowdfund. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, a friendly mi- reminder, we do have our wonderful website out. Yes. Um, <laughs> check it out. You should definitely go check it out um, to see all sorts of updates on our featured artists and anything about the show. You can also follow us at the podcast imperfect or send us an email at the podcast imperfect at gmail.com. Yep. And you can follow Rebecca at Rebecca Nisco Music. And you can follow Kara at Quiet Open Space, all one word. <laughs> yeah. This is our 20th episode. 20th episode. It's, what, what may I swear? This is episode. fucking crazy. Yeah. I am so honored. But Jenna and Cindy, thank you. It was really an honor. And we're so stoked that you were our 20th episode. Um, and, and thank you, everybody, for, for listening and being along for this ride. It's. Every, every time I look at the stats from our show, I get really emotional. Um, so we appreciate yeah, we really everyone appreciate for listening. Every listen, every, every like, and every reaction to our stories. It just means the world to us. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we really, really appreciate it. So We love this little community that's going on. Yeah. So thank you for being a part of it. Yeah.